The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, new data from the census suggests that 21% of Irish property owners have not one, but two spare bedrooms in their homes. And what it suggests is that we are not economising uh, the space that we currently have. And it begs the question whether we need to do something to encourage homeowners to open their doors to renters, maybe rent out a room or indeed two rooms, or maybe we should be encouraging people to downsize uh, to more suitable properties and freeing up those big houses for bigger families. Pat Davitt is the CEO of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and he is with me now. Uh, Pat, we, we, we might deal with the former first, the idea of kind of renting a room or two. I mean, is that a realistic solution or is, is it too simplistic to simply look at this list and say, look, look at all those rooms we could open up? Yeah, Kieran. Good afternoon, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's obviously a good idea to rent. I, I think to rent out part of your house. I think if you have the room to do it, uh, these reports are always great, obviously, and that twenty-one percent is a big number. Uh, but they're like you know a date and time because if you did a survey, probably on different people at different times, they would have rooms, and then again, they wouldn't. Maybe if kids moved out, etc., etc. But if you have a house and you have a room or you have two rooms in it, uh, and the government scheme is there uh, for this particular situation of fourteen thousand euros tax-free that you can earn. So yes, I think it is a good idea. And it obviously depends on where your house is located. If it's located close to university, if it's located maybe close to a factory, if it's located to a large uh, industrial park or something like that. And it depends on the age of the person that has the property, which I think is one of the biggest things involved in this, because you'll probably find that it's that older people in that report that own those mm. houses that have spare rooms, Kieran. And I'm conscious, as you say, of um, people who might not have been there in the night of the census, but would otherwise be there because census night is a Monday night, isn't it? It's certainly not a Friday or a Saturday. And who I'm getting at there are college students. There might be lots of rooms yeah. that are free. Uh, uh, it's kind of Sunday evening through to Friday afternoon, but they're busy. Yeah, I think if 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 you did this survey with me uh, on census night, I had no room, and now I have because my two young fellows and of them are living with me presently. So, uh, like you know, it just depends on 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 the time it is and 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 who's at home and everything like that. But regardless of all that, if people have a spare room in their house and they are prepared, especially if they live on their own, like you know, there are huge advantages to having people in your house, and obviously there are huge probably disadvantages. But let's look at the advantages mm. of what they are. A, you have somebody in your house if you're walking around your house on your own or you're a couple, for instance, but if you're living on your own, it means that you have got some security in your house and it means that you've got somebody to talk to. And it also means that you're going to get some money for it. Uh, And as well as that, if you rent a room with this uh, sort of proposal, it means that you don't have to give uh, any rights, property rights to somebody who moves into the house with you. It's not like uh, under the the RTB where you after six months, if you you know, it's only probationary period for six months and after that you give property rights. So like there are huge advantages, uh, Kieran. I think for some people, obviously for other people, if you take somebody into your house, you're not used to having somebody in your house. Uh, it depends on if you take them in from a Monday to Friday or you take them in for the yeah. whole of the week. You know, so like I suppose it, it does affect your 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 own space and your own house. Well, uh, but I think there yeah. are many, many pluses and I think that uh, a lot of people should look at it and I think that the report is correct there are many properties that people could take in I want to ask you about the other uh, uh, element or the other suggestion uh, today around downsizing in just a moment but let me go to Seamus Boland first the CEO of Irish Rural Link Uh, Seamus how, how realistic do you think it might be that 
people up and down the country. And as as Pat says, an awful lot of the people who would have responded to this, uh, uh, you know, w- with rooms to spare, are more the elderly population. I mean, how realistic is it that they'll want people living with them? Uh, good afternoon and hello, Pat, as well. Look, I think it's it's sort of realistic, and I think Pat's outlined many of the pluses. There are some negatives as well that you'd want to be careful about. Um, and we're talking about rural housing, and we're talking about where people live, and we're talking about remote areas. Uh, so you would, you really, I, we would urge a certain amount of caution to householders because once you do something like this, especially if you've not been used to it, you need to be sure you have get out clauses and you need to be sure that you've taken account of the actual availability of the house. You're still probably going to be sharing one bathroom and stuff like that. And there are other uh, do's and don'ts as well. So there needs to be a little bit of care taken before you would jump into this. And you'd certainly need to take advice before you would. Otherwise, the tricky situations that happen afterwards where you either have to throw somebody out, that sounds terrible, but you, but, but for good reasons. There might be somebody coming home and you mm. a person... In person in your half a year and you suddenly turn around to them and say I'm sorry but uh, my son is coming home from Australia and this is the only room and you have to go so how you manage that and how you think that out is crucial to a success because your program will have somebody complaining I'm, I've been in this house for the last six months and now I have nowhere to go and uh, as well uh, you know I would imagine it's a very easy in in the abstract to kind of say, you know, after a few months, if you need the room back, you can kind of you can get rid of someone and they don't have property rights. It, it might be another if the, the homeowner is maybe older and they're on their own and they may be frail to turn around to kind of some young buck and say, I want you out. Yeah. Well, again, that's the other point. And people are not used to um, keeping people in their strangers, in a sense, in their house. And that means if they're older and vulnerable, um, you know, it, it needs to be thought out. I suppose I'm not trying to say it's a bad idea. I think we should, everybody should do their best and where it's possible, do it. But you have to remember rural areas, especially isolated rural areas, um, it's not always the easiest place to stay. There's a reason why people leave rural areas. And these houses may not be fully suitable as well. And make sure everything else, I mean, there are legal situations to be sorted here, like insurance and other matters. So it's just, all I'm saying is caution. Um, The idea Mm. is fine. Just make sure you take the correct advice. Uh, and Pat, if we can come back then to the the other suggestion today when people saw this, which was that we need to encourage people to downsize much more often, that the immediate response from other quarters is downsize to where? I mean, that's a problem, isn't it? Well, it is It is a problem. And I'd be a lot slower in advising people to downsize, being quite honest about it, because people's house is their castle. And like... Uh, advising people to downsize, like, you know, obviously the advice is one thing, uh, but then people taking it as another thing altogether. Because uh, if you, like all of these things are fine for certain type of property owners. Uh, if you have older people and they're 
uh, talking about downsizing. And even if they do find another property that they want, it's a very tricky situation selling your house and buying another house and trying to move in at the right time and trying to get out at the right time and all of the different things that goes with it. So it's not for the faint hearted, I would say, in older people. Mm. Uh, but certainly, again, uh, I wouldn't be sort of the first to say to people that you should be thinking of downsizing. I think most people themselves get to a situation in their house when the house is too big and you hear all these expressions, especially in the country, I'm rattling around in this house and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But still, uh, when you talk to them about leaving it and going somewhere else, that's the last thing they want to do. I think there are many options that could be used here and I think it would be a smart move from government even or even from people who owned uh, numerous nursing homes and everything to have these older type villages which are in many parts of Europe where you could move in maybe into the development and you could buy maybe a property to start out with if you want to leave one home maybe a smaller one and move on of course according to your age as to if you want to then move into an apartment if you wanted to move into the nursing home etc etc I think that type of thing and it has a lot of things going for it as regards security The the retirement village Retirement village, yeah. It has a lot of things. So I think in that situation, I think there's a certain amount of people that could, depending on the age of the person. But if you have somebody who is living in a home all of their life, even as Seamus says, in rural areas, which we all live in rural areas, the two of us that are speaking about, I suppose, but are from rural areas anyway. And I suppose, you know, we know what the situation is in rural areas. And, you know, like if you have older people who are in that, it's very difficult to move them out of their home where a lot of other probably urban people will see it differently altogether and they may well even though they might be urban they might still be deciding to move closer to a hospital to a doctor to a church to you yeah. name it so I do I do wonder I wonder Pat about the kind of the, the generation of of people who, who kind of bought a, an acre off a farmer with road frontage kind of 20 years ago and 30 years ago and built a big house in it kind of a couple of miles outside town as they get closer to retirement I wonder might that generation be quicker to move back into town compared to the person who's maybe in the house in rural Ireland beside the farm that their parents were in and their grandparents were in? I'd say those second uh, type of people you're speaking about, I'd say as an on-runner, but I'd say the first type of people certainly are a runner yeah. because the size of the land creates its own problems to start with. So I think they certainly are a runner and people like that. And again, I think that in this type of scenario, I think incentives are the big thing here if government wants to move those people. And I think the first thing they have to do is provide the right advice and people that will carry out the right advice to Mm. these people and maybe even that will help them through the whole process of buying and selling because it's not a simple process. No. I, I, I don't. So, I, I just we're kind of tight in time, and I do want to give the last word to 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 Seamus because Seamus, I I want the only people I know who've kind of expressed an interest in maybe downsizing are people in that category. They're not the people living in the in in the old family homestead or the farm generation after generation. They're the people who kind of bought the built built the big five bedroom house with five en suites outside town twenty years ago, yeah. and they're thinking, do you know what? I might move back into town now that the kids are grown up. Yeah, and, and Pat mentioned the retirement villages. There's a really good example in Kilnalek and Cavan, which really people should look at. I, I think if if we properly planned what I call long uh, life living, we would have we would be doing this kind of thing. We would have those the retirement village and the advantage is it's not just a place where you can live independently, but you also have the services coming to the village, mm. and therefore you have you have that, and that's the way we should be looking at it. But yeah, I think more and more people. But again, right, what we're saying here is that this idea is a good one, but we need to offer the real alternatives to people, especially older people or people who are thinking of downsizing. But downsizing just 
to, to, to solve some other problem is not safe because where are you down south? You can be just as lonely in the middle of Tala or Vinglas or uh, one of the big towns yeah. in a town as you would be out in rural if the facilities aren't good Absolutely, enough. Absolutely, yeah. So Listen, it's a lot more than yeah. just downsizing. It the is. planning needs to be done. It does. Listen, Seamus, thank you. Seamus Bowden, the CEO of Irish Rural Link and Pat Davitt, the CEO of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk.